Hello, welcome to Storage Intensity, a podcast that is intense on storage and storage-related technologies. Each week, we sit down face-to-face with storage vendors and influencers to dive deep on subjects that matter to IT professionals. I'm your host, George Crump, Lead Analyst at Storage Switzerland. Joining me in this episode of Storage Intensity is Cameron Crandall. He is with Kingston. Hi, George. Thanks for joining us. Thanks. Thanks for having me. So... I think Kingston is a name that probably a lot of our listeners might recognize, but maybe more for almost the consumer space. But you guys are kind of doing a lot of stuff in data centers and things like that. Talk a little bit about what Kingston is doing in that space. Sure. So, uh, yeah, so most people know Kingston for DRAM memory modules. That's the uh, the roots of the company. Um, and then also, uh, like you said, in consumer devices, we make uh, uh, memory for cell phones, cameras, uh, we make some uh, portable devices as well. Uh, but yeah, we are big in the data center, both on the DRAM side of our business as well as the SSD side of our business. And I know we've done some light boards together. Uh, we'll talk about that probably in a little bit more detail in a minute here. But uh, you guys have done a lot specifically in being able to, what I would maybe describe as customize the SSDs for the workloads and things like that, correct? Correct, yeah. So um, uh, we've been producing uh, client and consumer-grade SSDs uh, for many, many years, uh, and we've kind of had a lighter portfolio on the data center side. Um, so now we've made the, the decision at Kingston to uh, go more heavily into the enterprise market. And by doing that, the behavior of the SSD has to change because, as you can imagine, the workload in a server is much different than what you and I do on our computers every day. So uh, yeah, we do a lot of tuning in firmware. Um, there's some hardware design aspects to the SSD that make it more suitable for server workloads that are say 80 to 100% duty cycle that run 24 hours a day, seven days a week for many, many years. Right. So the um, let's talk a little bit about you. Uh, we got the good background on in Kingston, how long have you been with Kingston? So I've been with Kingston for 23 years. Wow! And in that 23 years, I've been on the storage side of Kingston's business that entire time. Do you get you get like a watch or something? You got, I mean, you got <laughs> 20. That's like a record. We get a plaque and a dinner and a and a, and a jacket. <laughs> that's cool. Um, and and what's your role with uh, Kingston now? So uh, I'm the SSD uh, enterprise SSD product manager. So I'm responsible for. Uh, defining the SSDs uh, that we sell and market for server use. Okay, that makes sense. So that, I, I got to ask, so you obviously probably weren't always that. How did you work your way up through the Kingston? So I, yeah, I've had several roles. Um, I've always been on the technical side of, of, of our business at, at Kingston. Um, I managed a tech support group uh, at Kingston, a storage tech support group. Uh, I did field engineer work uh, where I uh, go out with our salespeople. Okay. And uh, kind of bring a more technical presence to a meeting. Sure. Um, deliver uh, product roadmaps, uh, technical content, um, and so I did FAE work for for many many years. Uh, and then recently, about a year and a half to two years ago, I transitioned more into a product management role where I have deadlines and responsibilities that have to be have to be met around product launch schedules. Probably makes you miss the field role. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Dinners and hotels. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, yeah. So the um, so in a, in a video we did, I guess it was a few weeks ago at this point, um, doing uh, supercomputing, we, we had kind of an, I, what I thought was an interesting conversation about 
software-defined storage. We'll we'll put a link to that in the show notes. So if you're listening and later, you can come back and, and check out the visual representation of this. But just share your thoughts a little bit on, on software-defined storage and kind of where your guys' role in that and what you see as the kind of the changes. Yeah, I, you know, the, the traditional storage model, I, I like to refer to it as in, in the data center, uh, was very much, you know, a, a server uh, with a hardware HBA or uh, what most people know as a RAID controller. Uh, and then you have uh, SSDs or hard drives attached to that controller. Mm-hmm. And in that model, the storage controller really owns the devices, the, the SSDs and the hard drives that are attached to it. Sure. And uh, we still see customers using that model today, and uh, I'd, say it's, I'd say it's still used in high volume. However, what we're seeing is sort of a, a, a trend in a departure away from that model uh, to a more flexible model where software is managing the SSDs instead of a storage controller. And what that provides is a lot more flexibility. I still can accomplish my high availability requirements uh, like I was doing with RAID, but instead I'm, now I'm doing it in software. Um, we don't need the hardware RAID controller so much anymore. So we can remove that from the configuration. And by doing so, we get better performance because when you put a, a host adapter, a host interface in front of these drives, uh, we get latent, higher latencies. Uh, we get performance peaks that that can't be uh, uh, exceeded. Uh, if when you move the remove the storage controller, the possibilities are are really endless in terms of the performance we can deliver um, and the way we manage that storage. And there's other factors that have made software defined storage possible. So if you're hearing the the term software defined storage a lot and software defined data center. Uh, it's because we have the capability of high-speed networks now that we didn't have 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago. Right. Um, so we're seeing a lot of our, we're seeing a lot of Kingston customers making that transition to software-defined storage. And if you think about it, it's a, it, it's a, it's a completely different um, storage configuration that uh, if, if, storage architects have been in the industry a long time and they're used to you know having drives behind raid controllers sure. and host adapters it's a much different way of doing things um, so there's a lot of research that needs to go in by by users today that are going to make that change right. um, and research what software platforms are out there how they're going to accomplish their redundancy how they're going to um, uh, take advantage of the benefits of the flexibility it gives you um, so, yeah, we're definitely moving to a more software-defined storage architecture. And it's interesting because if you look at it, I mean, the the, the concept, the, the term has probably been, software-defined storage has probably been with us for seven, eight years, maybe 10 years. Um, and the concept has been around really since the early 2000s, even late 90s. I, I feel like the, the catalyst for this now is we didn't have the raw... Uh, horsepower at our disposal, like at the CPU level, we got tons of CPU power now. You had mentioned the network, things like NVMe of a fabric and even high-speed fiber channel, just high-speed regular ethernet, uh, that can really drive things. And, and of course, NVMe drives themselves and, and, and SSDs in general. I mean, all of that I think adds up to making, really being a, 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 the catalyst to what pushes software-defined storage over the edge. It place. absolutely is. So, I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head. I mean. Um, we used to use RAID controllers 
to offload the CPU cycles and uh, memory cycles off of the host system um, and have those processes taking place on a RAID controller card. Right. Uh, but like you said, now we've got, you know, we've got plenty of processing power now. We've got um, servers that scale up in DRAM into the terabytes. Yep. Um, we've got high-speed networks now that make data replication um, possible. Um, and uh, you, know, you, can, you can create really unique redundancy models um, to where you're you know, you know, three, four, ten times redundant um, as opposed to uh, maybe being you know, single drive failure redundancy in a, in a, in a RAID array. So uh, yeah, absolutely. The surrounding technology in the system being as fast as it is today is really enabling software-defined storage to even be possible. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take us down a divergent path for a second. So how far does this go? Do we software-define down to even where you guys are, where the, you're the, the software that is the SSD controller itself becomes portable across? Do you, do you see that day ever happening? So, that, that, so that's another great question. So we're starting to see some of that in, uh, in NVMe. Mm -hmm. So our industry is really wanting to get away from hard drive interfaces. Right. Um, but technology, in a lot of ways, moves slow in the data center. Sure. We don't see transitions happening overnight. Yeah. In the client space, we can make changes quickly. Well, it's a risk issue. It, 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 absolutely, it is a risk issue. So, so uh, NVMe is going to enable those capabilities. So not only are we going to be able to do away with the hard drive interfaces by moving to a software-defined infrastructure, uh, we're now able to move to uh, a, a host interface that is uh, more applicable for flash-based storage right. as opposed to hard drive interfaces. And within the NVMe specification, we've got the capability, if the, if the, if the software uh, vendor makes use of them, the ability to take advantages of uh, performance and um, partitioning in a logical way on, on NVMe drive. So there is a, a lot of uh, customization now that can take place in an NVMe SSD where we couldn't do that with SATA and SAS. Right, and, and so I, I, my guess would be, because you know, part of it, if I'm listening, is like, why does Kingston care, right? Well, because now you can just go build a good drive or great drive, and you don't have to worry about if OEM A, B, and C are actually gonna use that drive. You can take it right to the, to the people, so to speak, and let them pick the best. So, you, so the, it, for somebody that does the work that you do, I think it would be almost a godsend because now you can compete on capabilities as opposed to, you know, who took that guy to lunch the, the, Correct. the most often. Correct, and you know, we're, we're out uh, actively today talking to um, uh, software-defined storage companies. We're out talking to all flash array vendors and looking at the and, and understanding what NVMe features they're going to take advantage of in the future, uh, so that we make sure that the drives we bring to market right. support those features, and we're able to be de designed into those systems and and work with their with their feature set. Yeah, and I, I think the big win here. I mean, there's the sort of obvious thing that you kind of get this um, uh, hardware independence, where you know you can select best of breed and things like that, which I think is important. But the other thing is you also get independence at a software layer. It's probably a little bit more complicated or is 
But so, for example, at, at uh, Supercomputing, a few weeks ago, I met with a, a new software-defined storage vendor that is solely focused on reduction in latency to deliver as close to NVMe latencies as you can. And, and they were hitting like sub 10 microsecond yeah. latencies because of some of the things they're doing. Now, not everybody wants to change their storage software overnight, like you said, right. but if you need that kind of latency and this guy can bring it, I mean, it, it, it sort of encourages innovation because now you can get these really smart people to focus in one area and have them you know, innovate, right? Yes. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I think if you look at, uh, you know, it, it's taken us a long time to get to where NVMe is mainstream. I would say NVMe today in the data center, it is mainstream today. Yeah. Um, and the the authors of NVMe um, uh, many years ago, uh, when, the, when the spec was first being defined, uh, really laid out a good foundation of what they wanted in this next interface. Sure. And, um, and uh, you know, we're going to be able to uh, bring, you know, capability and storage that was, you know, unthought of, you know, uh, years ago. And, um, you know, the ability to, to you know, um, uh, be nimble in, yeah. in the storage, uh, being able to carve up the storage in a way uh, that you can uh, make better use of it, uh, you can share it, you can be redundant with it. Um, you know, as your needs change along the way, you can make those changes easily. Right. When you're when you're when you're locked to a storage controller, you're 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 really locked into that configuration. Sure. And a software-defined model just um, it just makes much more sense, um, especially with the technology today. And you know, NVMe being now, uh, gosh, what is it, seven or eight times faster than than SATA and SAS. Right. Um, this is really a great time for. You know, companies that are looking to move to the next generation platforms um, to really look at NVMe. Yeah. And uh, the great thing right now, uh, uh, NVMe SSD pricing is about at parity with SATA. So, right. uh, you know, are you going to buy an SSD that delivers 3,000 megabytes a second or 550 megabytes a second right. at the same price? I mean, that's, that's what customers are going to be faced with. Right. Uh, but with that, uh, because we're connected directly to the processor with NVMe, there's a software piece that has to be taken into consideration. And that's where you know, people need to get educated on what direction they're going to take. Well, like you said, a lot, a lot of investigation to be done. I think the, what's interesting to me about software-defined storage and the impact of NVMe really on the community is that you, all of a sudden, you know, storage used to be like the slowest thing, yeah. right? When it was hard drive based and it was, you know, kind of a miracle it ever worked at all. And now it's the fastest thing. Yep. Now the and then we could like blame the network. Well, now because of NVMe fabrics, we clearly can't blame the network anymore. The the last remaining component really is that software. Right. And it's like company, you know, companies like this one that they're doing very specific things to take because you know NVMe is a highly uh, parallelized uh, environment. And so if your software isn't written to really take advantage of that parallel, you're not going to get as much benefit. As a guy that does, right? That's correct. Yeah, and, and you you mentioned latency earlier, and I think that uh, if you look at you know the the, the software defined storage vendors, their goal is really to to uh, you know make big improvements in in latency performance. Yeah. You know, really, I mean, you could argue that NVMe storage now is delivering you know IOPS and and bandwidth to levels that you know with, with the current set of software programs that are out there today really can't take full advantage right. in a lot of cases. So what a lot of these companies are doing now is how low can I get my latency, right? right? So there's a lot of tuning going on 
to try and lower my my latency and uh, and NVMe is the the absolute only way you're going to get reduce your storage latency. SAT and SAS um, because of the bloat of the interface, you're just never going to get um, you know sub millisecond latencies. Right. So uh, yeah, so there's a lot of a lot of tuning around latency with, yeah. with NVMe. Well, I think the other thing that's really interesting is, you know, you need certain things to happen for these technologies to really get adopted, right? I think the one is the, the, the improvements that we talked about, right? There's, there's also now, um, especially, you know, again, because we were both at supercomputing, there's this demand because of artificial intelligence and machine learning and GPUs. If, if it wasn't for GPUs, you know, I don't know if it would be as big a deal because then we now we'd be all mad at Intel, right? But now it's you know, everybody's talking about how do I keep the GPU fed, right? right? And so, and that's removing that latency, building better networks, high, highly parallelized networks, things like that, right? Absolutely, yeah. And we're working with uh, with NVIDIA on some of their projects. And uh, uh, it's been kind of an eye-opener for me, not being as close to that technology over the years. Uh, but the, the storage requirements that they have uh, on the products they're working on, uh, and I'll be coming out with in the future, I was having a conversation with them the other day, um, you know, the, the need for fast NVMe storage is an absolute must right. in the direction that they're going. So yeah. um, storage is going to be a big piece around yeah. what NVIDIA is going to be talking about in the future uh, because you do have to feed those GPUs, right? Yeah. And uh, you've got to have a fast storage interface for that. Yeah. Well, I wish I was a sales guy for NVIDIA. That's got to be like the easiest job on the planet, right? <laughs> I mean, like everybody's like, oh, NVIDIA, NVIDIA, NVIDIA. Um, I, I always joke, I mean, come on, they got lucky. They made a game graphics processor. Yeah. They're like, oh, it works with AI too. Uh, sorry, NVIDIA, if you're listening, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Um, anyway, so the so let's kind of wrap up with sort of what do you got, what, what can we expect out of Kingston? I don't want to get in trouble for giving away like product secrets, but like just as sort of major objectives for you guys over the next year or so. So I think for, for data center, um, you know, we're taking the data center market, you know, very seriously. Uh, Kingston is a, a third-party SSD uh, manufacturer, um, so one of the um, angles we're coming in with, and actually we've we've been practicing uh, in the in the 32 years we've been in business, is uh, we can bring a close relationship, uh, uh, both technical um, and sales, to a to a large data center, and in a lot of cases, some of these large data center customers can't get that attention that they need um, or the resources they need uh, from kind of the, 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 the tier one semiconductor uh, manufacturers that make SSDs as well. So uh, we're definitely in this market up against some, some pretty tough competition. Sure. Um, but our approach to this is going to be, uh, you know, much more of a, a close relationship with our customers, uh, work with them on, uh, on new technology. Work with them on you know um, uh, sales through via special pricing, uh, uh, competitive bids, and so forth. Sure. Um, and uh, you know, in terms of product, uh, you know, we are going to be offering products that kind of really fit the demand today, mm -hmm. um, uh, instead of kind of what's what's coming out you know four or five years from now. So. Right. We try and be relevant in uh, in current technology, so we have a we have a strong SATA portfolio of enterprise mm -hmm. SSDs because we have a strong SATA customer base at this time. Right. Uh, that customer base is, is looking at NVMe, but I think over the next couple of years they still 
plan to buy to buy SATA. Well, it becomes an infrastructure at that point, right? If you've already it built out a SATA infrastructure, you're not going to throw it out tomorrow. Exactly. Absolutely. And then we've got customers that are, uh, you know, looking at changing their platforms from SATA and SaaS over to NVMe, and we want to have the right product set for them when they make that transition. So our products are really tailored for the the ecosystem that exists today. If you look at the servers that are are shipping out the door today and the drive bays that are that are uh, that those backplanes are supporting. Mm-hmm. Kingston is supporting those technologies today. Well, uh, Cameron, thanks for joining us on the podcast today. Thanks, George. Appreciate it. Well, there you have it. Uh, in the show notes, uh, we'll include links to all the relevant Kingston information. We've done a few videos uh, together, actually, so we'll put all those in there, and then also uh, links to relevant material we've written. Uh, for now, though, I'm George Crump, lead analyst of Storage Switzerland. Thank you for joining us.